Are you ready to enter the wild again? Well, there's a chance no one has seen your balls in a few months. Don't ruin your first post-quarantine date with a ball fro. Would you show up to the first day of school without a haircut? I know the answer is no. So go to our sponsor, Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and get 20% off all products. Use our promo code TAGS, T-A-G-S. What is going on? You are watching and listening to TAGS Live, a.k.a. Talk About Gay Sex, the live version of our show. This, if you're listening to it, is episode 242. I am, along, I am your host, Steve V., alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. Cody, how are you doing? Hello, darling. I'm doing well. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Hanging in there, having a good hump day. Actually, it's going pretty well. Um, you know, I asked my other co-host on Tag's podcast the other day on how their Valentine's Day was and how they spent <gasps> it. I couldn't help but not ask you how your Valentine's Day was. Well, and thank you. Yeah. You were always in my heart during Valentine's Day, so uh, there that is. <laughs> <laughs> but I had a date, and it was wonderful. Yeah, we had a great time. We went to dinner. We did lots of Valentine's-y things. I got, I got a plant for Valentine's Day. What's a plant? A plant. Oh, a plant. plant. Oh, no. <laughs> a plant. A plant. A plant. <laughs> I forgot. You were here. <laughs> um, okay, so most people don't just go out on dates on Valentine's Day because it typically means a whole lot more than... Does it? Yeah, it does. I'm just going to blast you here. And I have a feeling that this person might be a little bit more special than just a simple date. What can you tell us? I'm probing you. <laughs> You wanted, by the way, people, Cody Cody (laughs) brought this topic up. He wanted to talk about what our our Valentine's plans were. So I am going to tell you that I have been on a couple dates with this person and it's I'm enjoying my time with them. Let's just put it there and leave it there. Because you know what? I'm I'm just going to push a little more because, you know, when you date somebody, and Valentine's Day comes around. Typically, in the so like in the past, if I had been dating some, in, uh, okay, a non a non pandemic, and okay. I was dating somebody, and Valentine's was creeping up. If it was just okay. sort of casual, I probably would avoid the day and let's get together on the sixth. Really? Yeah. If it wasn't there, yet, is- if it wasn't there yet, yeah. yeah. Help me out here. <laughs> I am here. Like Push I am here Steve. for all the dates. Oh, I need all the love. I would go out on a date with you on Valentine's Day. Well, I, and I've done that with friends before, for sure. And I love that because I think so many people make it all about relationships. And mm-hmm. I like called my mom. And it's it's love is love, right? But it can get a little dicey when you're dating somebody and it's in those early phases. Like, do we, uh-oh, who goes there? So that's why I'm thinking maybe it was a little bit more, it's more than you're alluding to than what you're saying. I, <laughs> Teddy said, I am a giver and everybody knows that. And I'm all about the love. So I'm here to spend time with the people. Um, so it was, a, it, was a, it was a great Valentine's Day. I had a wonderful time. I enjoy spending time with this person, but we are not official 
yet. Okay. All right. That's what I wanted to hear. And we can now move yet. on. Um, well, you know, one of our sponsors is adamstoybox.com, where you guys can get 20% off all of their toys, especially in this time. It's a great time to fill up or reinvigorate your toy box by going over to adamstoybox.com and get 20% off every toy they have in their website. Just use our promo code, though, TAGS, T-A-G-S, at checkout. And one of them was this nifty toy that I just wrote about on tagspodcast.com, a whole review. And it's called... The, Let me see. The Man Squeeze. Ooh. This is it. I love a good Man Squeeze. Oh, that's, that's a toy you wrote about in, that, in the article. For... I just wrote about it. Um, no, that was a different one. Yeah, oh, sorry. Oh, no, oh she's in lots of articles, honey. Oh, wait. But it's a different toy. Yeah. So this one is like a oh. cylinder, and then you take it off. And, oh, yeah. they look the same on the outside, but on the inside, it's a little bit different. Well, okay. So all I'm going to tell you is you read my article, go to tagspodcast.com. It's called The Man Squeeze. Also, know that you can get 20% off this toy. We're going to be giving this away this month for a lucky listener. And more details to come on that. But one funny thing that I'll, I will share that I share on my article is when I was writing about it, and I've had one of these for a while. And if you notice at the top, it says Pierce Paris, which is the model you're looking at right now. Uh -huh. Oh, is that his, 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 I don't know how to, his. Well, okay. His no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, you just took away the whole thing. So I'm so sorry. That's okay. But the whole point of it was I never, <laughs> I went on their website scrolling around and there's various man squeezes on their product line with different models and they'll say different models names on there and i was like wondering what is that all about well okay you already ruined it but to the point <laughs> being is that yes this is apparently Pier pierce's paris's butthole and what it looks like oh. and all i can say is in the article i write he may be the one to make me his butthole might be the one that turns this bottom into a top what? Just saying. Wow. It, I mean, it looks tasty. I <laughs> well, I just couldn't understand why there was different models, and you wouldn't think, wow, they would mold. It literally says on says on the box, molded directly from Pierce Paris. That's what I think when I see the the model on there. I'm like, because he looks like a porn star. But I mean, not that there's a look, but but you would think first of all that first of all the product by itself doesn't look like. It's a butthole until you take off the bottom cap. S secondly, how do you... Maybe I've seen a bunch of buttholes and I know what buttholes look like. <laughs> how does one model for a, their butthole on a, a product? That's what I want to know. That is a wonderful question. Well, that's what I, I would think. Like to know. My mind did not go there immediately to think that this Pierce Paris was modeling his butthole for this product because honestly the other ones look almost exactly the same until you get really up in there and you oh, can see oh, wow. this is what Pierce's butthole looks like. I mean, maybe I'm going to see Cody's butthole up the next and we're going to know <laughs> they would have to make this color browner, a different shade of a different shade. <laughs> but equally as tasty. Uh, JJ says we should make one. So he'll order two of each. So, oh, okay. And then Teddy says they do a cast. He has a friend that had one made. So I, I just want to know how they do that safely. Of your butt? 
of your butt the, the inside yeah i mean we're not going into the anal cavity just people let's <laughs> let's keep it oh really weird. no oh, i mean it's, it's outside it's the uh, it's the puckered up part of of this i'm confused it's clearly. just yeah they also this product interestingly for our, our lesbian followers or anybody that's into some straight they do the same product with a vagina and oh. which i've been watching a lot of straight porn lately and i'm Have not you? yeah and i'm not mad at it so i'm it's interesting it's the same product just a vagina but each vagina is different based on the different model that's on the box cover just like your cereal box just ah, but they all different it's Wheaties got one. There's a different. Some have a, like your yep, cereal box. Yes. That's <laughs> <laughs> just saying. I bet you can't eat just one. Is what you just told me. <laughs> Teddy says I'm turning into a lesbian top. We need this COVID to end. I know, Teddy. What's going on with me? I'm expanding my horizons and my love of genitalia all over it's it's an, more of an expansive love um all right well we have just a few minutes to move on to uh, this was a fun topic that we came across right cody the first one that we're oh, gonna yeah. get to oh and, yeah all right listen up people so there's apparently there's a cock Tales and Cockta, one of my favorite sites in the UK, listed a whole list of six types of daters to emerge since the pandemic began. And they write, we all know of one couple, whether it be directly or, or indirectly, that entered the pandemic in a relationship and isn't leaving it the same way. Mm -hmm. um, a recent survey from Bumble predicted that 23% of those in relationships didn't find their happy ending due to the coronavirus. And this means that dating, the dating market, both at present and even more so in the summer, will be saturated with new dawn daters. Uh, these have also been referred to as the COVID dumped out, right? Uh, well, they here I'm about to present what they present. Five other types of daters you'll recognize while fighting the real pandemic to try and find real love. And let's just go through these, all right? If you want to play, Cody? So, oh, yeah, I'm ready. The first one that they list is the pan... Is it called the pandemner? Pandammer. Pandammer. Okay, so this is... Yes. Yeah. Someone who will chat and flirt endlessly online due to the lockdown boredom, but have zero intentions of actually meeting up. And in fact, most of these guys won't even go on a virtual chat, let alone a walk. And while we agree that virtual dates are awkward, we do believe that phone chats are vital before getting stroll with someone that has no chat other than the latest covid stats boring so <laughs> cody do you have have you seen any of these pandammer pandamner how do you say it pandammer that's what i think it is pandamner pandamner Pan okay there you go perfect let's do let's go with that pandamner so I feel personally attacked by this article because I <laughs> I feel like I am all of these things. Well, at least a couple of them. I am definitely a pandammer. I have felt the pandemic boredom and I just talk to people on the apps on it with no intention of actually meeting them in person talking on the phone, Zooming with them, n none of that, none of the above. Just, just how are you doing? Just to get some human contact. I am guilty of this, yes. 
I have sort of a bone to pick with the first one, though, and I'm really not mad at your with me. With, You're... No, no, not, not with you. No, no, with the with the intention of the first listing, the pandemner. So uh-huh. we can't even say it. So let's just start with that. <laughs> throw it out uh, the window. Throw it out the window. <laughs> We're working on some sound effects for the 2.0 here, people. But I have to say, you know, dating is one thing when you go out and about. Essentially, we're playing that same game. So you might mm-hmm. go to two or three different bars in one night. Okay, we did. We went to four or five. Uh, hello. And essentially, uh, we're talking and meeting different people throughout the night. I might get a phone number by somebody that I have no intention of ever calling them back. But maybe they were aggressive and insisted that they t- I take their number or they get my number. Yeah. So I take it like that. The other thing is in this COVID era... What's wrong with just talking to different people and trying to figure out? You want to make sure that they're not an axe murderer, that they're not going to come over and kill you. We already are scared of COVID. We do not also want to get murdered. Those are your two jobs. Don't get COVID and don't get murdered when you are in these things. And so I don't... I think it's a little simplified the way they stated that. Let's move on, though. The next one is called the Bug Brainers. Bug, B-U-G, Brainers. And talking of those who can't keep the pandemic out of their mouth, the Bug Brainers, like most of us, they've been out of the dating game for a while. But the difference is that they can't seem to switch off from it in in the romantic setting. And we can, um, and we can think we we can all agree that there's nothing sexy about death tolls and travel corridors. Hmm. I'm wondering if I would be in that category because <laughs> you're mean, like, yeah, you're you in any of them, <laughs> How do I put this as kindly as possible? If you're in any of them, then this would be the one that you're in. That you're in. Okay. <laughs> Just, I don't know that I would talk exclusively about it, but I would want to always talk about the reality of what's going on. In- and you're so knowledgeable about it. Well, only because I'm addicted to like a news junkie and always on stuff like that. But I would also want to I think I would be hyper aware too much of the situation that would be going on. So I might be reminding the person that I'm dating that you and I might just be in a bubble right now. Yeah, exactly. Is this really real? Are we only liking each other because of the pandemic? And when oh. the pandemic's over, I might be getting in my head too much and making this crazy, this person crazy. <laughs> I, I can see that. So. <laughs> Let's get through these. I want you yes. to weigh in on the next one called the tracer people who are suddenly looking for quote unquote, the one because they can't bear another lockdown alone. So it's essentially what people do in hibernation in winter, right? When mm-hmm. you say they're yeah. trying to get that one, but this one's more not for winter and hibernation, but uh-huh. in the fear that maybe there's another pandemic coming along and they want to be ready so that they're in lockdown, but hopefully they don't end up being like the stats say break up in a pandemic. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that one? They, it's called cuffing season when in you're in uh, in the winter months when you this is another one that I really, really uh, associate myself with. But I'm always looking for a boo. So that's where it's kind of different. I just am trying to be booed up all the time. So, yeah, I, the, the, the article's really coming for me on this one. And I want to fight this guy. I don't know where he lives, but <laughs> he can he can catch these hands. You know, the last one is the mass bandit when someone is um, 
Well, actually, the last two are fun. I'm going to go a little over time, Cody, with on these okay. last two because they're pretty good. The vaccinators, the next one, someone who won't date unless both parties have had the vaccine. And that's something that I think could be really relevant right now as we talked about it on Tag's podcast recently where people are starting to put vaccinated on their grinder or scuff profiles as a way to, I guess, say they're vaccinated. And I don't know if they mean they're only going to get with people that are vaccinated. I'm not yeah. sure what they really mean by that. I hope people don't use the vaccine in those ways in terms of dating. I mean, I think it's one thing to, it's so we all should be vaccinated, in my opinion. But I don't think we should be putting it on our profiles, maybe, but not in a way that's going to make somebody that's further down the line who hasn't gotten theirs feel bad. Yeah. I think that's that's the whole purpose of it. Like, don't make other people feel bad. Yes, it's a conversation that you should have but with the other person who you're trying to hook up with. But don't put it in your profile. That's just, it's tacky. Yeah, I think so. And lastly, we couldn't, um, it's called the masked bandit. When, when someone looks hot until his or her mask comes off. <laughs> this one cracked me up. Um Someone said, this actually happened with my dentist. I was dead sure for about four months that he was drop-dead gorgeous just based off his eyes. Then when the mask came down, he didn't look quite how I thought. Still attractive, but odd teeth for a dentist. And <sighs> I have to say, the, the earlier today, I was working out, and my friend and I were working out in the gym, and we were kind of admiring this other person in the gym thinking wow that person over there has a great body mm -hmm. and they did and when they got closer i was like okay pretty blue eyes but not quite sure i couldn't see the whole package i don't know if it was a yay or a nay the body yes but but, but then again maybe that's what we do anyway in the gay world we start with the oh, body anyway sure. and it's dark and in the end it's you really realize the morning after what they really look like and at that point that you're hung over and they're out the door that's happened to me <laughs> way more times than i can count and it, it's always it scary and shocking whenever it does happen and i can't get out of there fast enough or i can't get them out of my space fast enough whichever one it ends up happening whichever happens to be so i get that one <laughs> And it, it just reminds me of, you remember that in Clueless when they were like full on Monet, like from far away, they're beautiful. But when they get it's up close, Monet. it's just a mess. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, guys, your buddy Steve V here, host of Tag's podcast. And I know I started off the show with, are you ready to enter the wild again? Are you entered to do anything again is what I would really ask. And forget about getting ready to re-enter with your new ass, fabulous new self post-quarantine. How about feeling good for yourself now? And have I got the products for you? It's all at manscaped.com because Manscaped is here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. That's right. When I think about re-entering the new world, whatever that is, I'm not even sure what that means. I think about like the show we're talking about, you got to feel good about yourself. Like RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how in the heck is anybody else can? The same is true with that ball sack of yours and everywhere in between. 
I love my Manscaped products. I just have to tell you, and if nothing else, I feel good for myself. So let me tell you about their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which is the best hygiene tool for the modern man because of their ceramic blade and advanced skin safe technology. Your snags will be reduced while preparing yourself for post-quarantine life. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0 Essentials Kit. The Perfect Package 3.0 comes with the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof, cordless body trimmer, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining. The Perfect Package 3.0 also comes with the Manscaped Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner. I told you about those late last year. The Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant which ensures that your afternoon stroll doesn't end up with your ball sticking to your leg. I can attest to that. And then their Crop Reviver is a spray-on toner for your balls, and it's made with soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts that can give your balls a boost. So we all know there's a light at the end of this tunnel, fellas. Treat yourself for making it through quarantine with the Perfect Package 3.0. I have it. It really is the Perfect Package, and we'll get you out there and ready to go. You can get 20% off plus free shipping just by using our code TAGS, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. Again, 20% off, free shipping, what else do you want? Use our promo code tags, T-A-G-S. Go to manscaped.com. All right. We've got to move on to our segment that we've been doing since we started this show called Vulnerable Voices. And if you listen to last week's sh- show, we were talking about our gay biological clock. I love that title, Gay Biological Clock. This is part two. Last week, we focused a lot. I just really quickly was talking about going on social media and finding an ex of mine and another ex on different time that had just gotten married. And it started to trigger a little bit of jealousy that I was talking about. But even though I ended it with both of these guys, but it also triggered for me a little bit on am I where I need or want to be right now, given that these two people that were my partners at one point are now married and I'm not. Not that I even want to be married. That's the crazy shit but it you know that's why i don't do social media so much but moving on to part two just to get you guys up to speed we wanted to move it on to our gay biological claw in terms of things like how our body has changed and just on a positive note you and i have talked about how you were telling me offline that people think of you you look younger than you appear in real life yeah. Tell us a little bit about that and then we'll go all on. All of the time. I get mistaken for younger than I am because not only do I look young and I and I look young, okay? But I have such a youthful vibe and a youthful spirit. Maybe it's because I hang around a lot of young people at the same time just because they keep me young. Honey, um, you're a child. You're a child. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and... Uh, Silas is younger, men. just FYI. <laughs> Listener style. Younger acting. (laughs) Okay, now. We as gay men put a lot of expectations on our appearance. And because of that, we prioritize youth in our community to where like older people are relegated to the fringes of our society, I feel like. 
to our community. Absolutely. Definitely a good point on ageism in our yeah. community and how we can feel vulnerability with that. I have was telling you offline that I was so excited about turning 50. And then when mm -hmm. 50 came, I seemed to get in my head a lot and was feeling like I looking at old older pictures of myself and realizing that I don't look and my body, albeit looks good for me, doesn't mm -hmm. look like it used to look even at 40. Yeah. And I was had to make I was going through this kind of downward spiral for a minute. But I've recently kind of come out of it. And more recently, I've been, I don't know if it's been hanging around people my own age that are okay. like-minded individuals. And, and I'm really enjoying my workouts right now. They're, and I'm feeling good about where I'm at. And I mean, it's all you have, right? So you, you don't have a oh, lot yeah. of choices on that. But I'm feeling good, essentially, about my age. Um, any comments? Jump in there if there's any comments, because I, I have a lot to add to this conversation. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I'm comfortable being with myself, but I definitely feel the need and the desire to be in a relationship and be married. It's something that's high on my priority list, but I don't think that... It necessarily has to happen if it's not with the right person. I think the right person is more important than being with anybody. I'm comfortable with my, I can do bad all by myself, Steve, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think you tap into a whole thing about offline. You were telling me about at one point when gay marriage became legal mm -hmm. you were feeling that kind of pressure. Maybe when am I going to oh, get yeah. married? What am I? The thing about, I've even before learned, that, actually, I've always wanted to get married, even it, when it wasn't legal. And on the other side of that, you've always told me that you wanted kids. The thing about that is you don't have to be married to have kids. I mean, it's look true. at Anderson Cooper and and Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Yes, I know. I Andy too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole new world right now on how you can have your own kids, and they did the surrogacy. You could adopt, uh, and there's all kinds of ways. I mean, I'm not saying that's what I would do if I were to have kids. Yeah, but... I would adopt as well. There's too many kids out there that need homes. Silas says, "Rich and rich." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> good point. You know what? Actually, good point. So let's bring that portion up into it because you know i know you're on your way to being rich just like them hey just, uh, but build an empire just like you is there a feeling that you would want to have finances together before you'd want to have a kid on your own or not that i mean i know you do but oh for i don't sure. know can you speak to that i would want to be financially stable and I think that that includes having a partner to raise the kid. I grew up a single child and I know how it has affected me in my, in my uh, growing up, growing into an adult. So not that I wouldn't want to put that on another, a, a child, but for me, I would want to have two parents to be able to take care of a child and, and just kind of guide them through life because the more, the, it takes a village to raise a child, really. So, and I think it really starts with two parents guiding a child. 
Well, Jen says you have two vaginas waiting. So. <laughs> I saw that, and, I was, <laughs> and I got a little scared. <laughs> if you're going to be honest. <laughs> but, but Jen totally disagree with, disagrees with me about having two parents. Because, but you, so you said you had a single parent and yeah. you turned out great though. Well, so, thank you. But it took yeah. a lot of work to, to turn out great. So I think times are different though. And your mentality and, and everything is a lot different. So it's not, you can't, you I know what I'm saying? I grow up faster in a lot of ways being, in, being uh, the, the child of a single, single mother and I had to take care of my two younger siblings. So it forced me to grow up and then it kind of regressed how uh, my into my adulthood as far as me being able to take responsibility for things because I didn't get to play as a child. So because I had so many responsibilities. So I through my 20s and through my 30s, I, I played around way too much. So. Yeah, I, here I am now. I made I, it made me into a man child. So I would, I for me personally, I would want to have two parents for my child. Okay, fair enough. And just a sidebar on that, I have a friend that went into that mentality as well with his partner. Okay, and they were going to adopt, and they went through the whole process only to find that they were had a child waiting for them, mm -hmm. and right before they were going to get the child. My friend's mm -hmm. uh, husband or boyfriend at the time backed out of the whole relationship. Oh, my goodness. All, and my friend had a choice to make it that. He told this. I can say his name, Teddy Bass. And he's been on our show before. He's oh, a fitness expert. Teddy. He ended up deciding to move forward with it. And it's been the best decision of his life to raise this child. It wasn't the direction he was heading in. But he had a choice to make at that time. Should he back out too? And he said, no, we've put too much into this. And he, his son now, it's been years now, is a teenager. And mm -hmm. they have the best, David and Teddy have the best relationship, father That's and amazing. son. And it's a... And and so he went into it the way you were thinking, mm -hmm. just like what you wanted. And, and he talks about it, about how devastated he was that I can't do this now. He had to make that decision. So it can be done. And he okay. wanted to do it the way you wanted to. But sometimes life faces us in the mirror and says, sorry, we got another plan for you. So yeah. anyway, things to think about. Um, Greg, I wanted to read this comment from you. Age is relevant, he says, Steve. Health is everything. I'm turning 66 and feel and act like a 40-year-old. Ooh, I love that. I would rather hang with younger guys any day. Still looking for my soulmate. Greg, 100% agree with you. I turned 50. And in recent months, I was telling Cody offline in our gay biological clock. I had that moment, I think, where I was going, what am I doing? Where's my career? I am so living in the moment right now and so happy of this moment with everything that's going on and the people I've surrounded myself around like-minded individuals and not just people that are agreeing with me by any means. I mm -hmm. had a great conversation with one of my best friends earlier. We were going back and forth politically about the Governor Cuomo situation going on right now. And yeah. then we like let it rest and we moved on to our workout. And he's a little older than me and he's such a workout inspiration to me. 
and I've given him workout tips. So yeah, I think soulmate, I'm not quite there yet. I think at some point, sure, I'm, I would definitely be looking for somebody to spend time with. Um, but I'm so really consciously acknowledging the happiness that I'm feeling right now with what's going on. And I want to really enjoy that. But I love that. Thank you for saying that. Uh, anything else, Cody, that we want to read before we move on? Um, Jen says that she was adopted at 50 and her adoptive mother was single. So that is that actually brings me a lot of hope for what I, Jen was situation. adopted at what? Uh, she was adopted. The, her mother was 50 when she adopted her. Oh, nice. Yeah. I love that. I love yeah. it. Love it. I think we, we could talk more on this. We can talk you wanna... much, much longer on this. But I think we can move on because I love, the, unless you want to read some more or go on, Cody. Um, Greg says, as long as you're at peace with yourself and happy, that's all that matters. And I agree with that 100%. Um, did you want to talk more about the things that go on with your body biologically as far as like what your sexual experiences are? You know, we were, we listed this, I love this name and we might make this another topic another time, but I just got to throw it out there. Sex, expectations. Just let that sit. Our (laughs) expectations on ourselves, and the reason I tell this story uh, um, that could relate to sex expectations is a a listener wrote in to us about how he just had surgery on his prostate, and Mm -hmm. he can still have sex, but he no longer releases any semen, any cum. Oh, he ejaculates. He still can have sex with his partner, and he's happy with it. But, and I was writing back to our listener and saying, yeah, you know, I've noticed that when I was younger, did I use up all my semen in my cum? Because now when I come, I don't come really? as much as I used to. I just don't. Not that I don't have any, but, and he yeah. wrote back and said, oh no, that's something when many of us, many of us, not all of us turn 50, it, your semen load can reduce. And that's mm-hmm. just a fact of you know aging and i was like okay well that that actually makes me feel better but and then i know tricks of the trade too on how if you just hold out for a while be a tantra or just don't jack off every five hour every five minutes (laughs) you can actually build it up more too so there are other ways but that's part of sex expectations that can come up i'm still as horny as ever still can get it up as ever i know that there's tools for all of that so yeah no um, but it's a great time to assess your your sex and where you're at with it. And I'm you can do things like talk to your doctor. And often you have to be the proponent and the initiator and ask, for example, your doctor to do a testosterone test and see oh, where your testosterone is yeah. at. And it's a simple, easy test. So, nice. yeah. yeah. Well, for me, I have... I feel like I have to be emotionally invested in someone in order to actually get an erection or and to stay hard and to maintain an erection. Before it could have been, I've had sex with women. That should give you some some <laughs> concept of how easy it was for me to get a, an erection before I can 
get hard and stay hard <laughs> and no problems. But now as I'm getting older, I have to have that emotional connection as well. And I think that that is where the expectations for me is, is becoming more evident because I still, I still come a lot. And, but it's the getting in the maintaining. If I don't like you, it's like droop city. It's a, <laughs> yeah. So they often say you can't hide it. I mean, either you get hard or you don't get hard. Yeah. And the load is a different thing because, yeah. but it can be an indicator of what's going on in your age bracket or just some people come more than others. I think it's just yeah. a thing. Um, anyways. All right. So we've got to move on. Thanks for playing on that. We play this game <laughs> with vulnerable or vulnerability each week. Moving on, we had to talk about this topic that came, two topics, actually, and we're going to kind of merge the two in our last segment here. And the first came from Sherry Pye, who was a contestant on RuPaul's Drag Race last season. Season, what would that be, Cody? 12. Oh, yeah. Oh, that is. A, <laughs> that was a little quiz you got going on there for okay. me. <laughs> and I passed, honey. <laughs> Just to get everybody up to speed in a nutshell. And I know you will correct me, Cody, if I get it wrong. But Sherry Pie was a contestant on last season's RuPaul's Drag Race. And as the season went on midway through the season, essentially, they excluded and wrote in the production notes of the show. So if you were going to tune in, they said Sherry Pie will no longer be a part of the season. Um, and they parted and they've edited her out for the most part as much of as they the could. series based on what had occurred with, I don't know Sherry Pie's real name. It's, I can't remember it, but the guy uh, that is Sherry Pie mm -hmm. for what he was being accused of and what he is guilty of. And essentially he's guilty of catfishing some, so many guys online, including many of his friends out um, act posing as a casting director yep. for film TV roles and getting good-looking guys that he catfished, getting them to take their clothes off, record videos of themselves, send them in, send nude pictures of them. And often, like I said, these were his friends. Well, that was the whole story of that. And recently, just the, this week, Tamron Hall, the Tamron Hall talk show, had Sherry Pie on to interview him about all of these allegations and where he's at with it. And the interesting thing is less about the interview that occurred because you didn't learn a whole lot. Yes, he's sorry. Yes, he's trying to do better. Yes, he says he's barely scratched the surface on uh, his penance on what he on moving forward, not only for the people that he violated, but for mm -hmm. the LGBTQ community at large. That's really it in a nutshell on where he oh, really? came from where the controversy came and where in talking to Cody, where so many gay people, LGBTQ people had a problem was the fact that Tamron Hall would even had him and gave this interview. And I think if I will speak and then I want to hear your side of it, okay. I think 
so many people thought that Tamron Hall was giving Sherry Pye a platform that mm-hmm. they felt she didn't deserve, given the the vile actions that she had done to so many people, and they were so upset and placed anger towards Tamron for even doing the interview. And I never thought that in my mind because I just thought it's an interview. People do hard case interviews all the time. And she had to spend most of at least a good portion of her show discussing on why she's a journalist for 30 years. I'm not even a Tamron Hall fan. And I got, yeah, you can do hard case interviews. It doesn't mean you're giving them a platform, but you're putting them on blast. You're not endorsing them. You're not saying that they're off the hook. You're not saying any of that, but you're just wanting the conversation to be had. And I definitely got that where I thought it failed on me was I didn't think there was anything new added to the conversation at all. I thought it was, a poor interview in general and maybe not pushed enough and we got it. She's sorry. And that's it. I don't know. What are your thoughts? Are people talking or? (laughs) Yeah. Silas agrees with you that she is a journalist first and a well-respected journalist. And Jen says they wouldn't be saying that. So they both agree with you. If it was on 2020, then they wouldn't have anything to say. And I do not agree with any of you. I was so on the fence about even watching the interview, giving it any uh, a view, a like, anything on social media, giving her another view on cable. I don't even really have cable, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Because the Sherry Pie's victims haven't had a, any interviews from what I have seen, and they're giving her the platform to go on this apology tour. From what I understand, Sherry Pie. Oh, sorry. Predator Pie. That's what I, that's what I'm calling her from now on. <laughs> okay. Predator Pie has has not been dropped from her management and she is on the she's on the warpath to come back from all of this fallout that she has had. Well, you and, didn't get that in the interview at, at all. That she, oh, really? No, no, not I at didn't all. watch it, and I rely on on you. I relied on you just because you know, I only wanted to watch the interview because we were going to. I knew we were going to be reporting on it. And here. to your and to your first point, they did reach out to some of the other people, and there wasn't anybody that wanted to also come on the show to talk about it. So really, yeah, and it wasn't at all you didn't walk away with i just think it was in the end i do i was trying to understand why everybody was so up in arms because i don't see the platform what i do see is i was excited because it was part because in a in a in a platform and i'm using Mm -hmm. our show as a platform we talk about our lgbtq community we're always talking about the press that's happening in our own community, which is a big deal. And RuPaul's Drag Race is a big deal. And that was a big deal, what happened. So to get that story on a major network, albeit the Tamron Hall show, but it was on ABC and she's a big deal. I thought the discussion is there. She's not going to sensationalize it. It's not like it was Jerry Springer or something like yeah. that. I thought our one of our stories that was a negative story in our community, but a, but a reality that happened within our community. Oh, for sure. I agree with yeah, you. I like that it was on network morning TV, that it almost legitimized that this is a part of, because 
we're we're starting to see all kinds and you can't filter out cody you, you cannot can you can't filter out mind, let's only have want to no but you can't filter out like because there is a guy she had on a blogger later that was black that okay she, her, he and tamron who's black for people who yeah. don't know said it's almost like when Tamron said, when you see it, when you were a kid and you used to see a crime happening on the, on the afternoon news and you were like, please, God, don't make this person Latino. <laughs> or in I her case, say that. Black. What do you mean? <laughs> so we often say that, too. We have crossover, too. You have Latino, Black, and gay. Yeah. <laughs> and LGBTQ. Please don't make them. But you know what? Please. It's reality. And we can't just report on the, on the, the, you know, the out 100 and not report on, you know, other things that are happening, it would be false. And I think it's still, it's a discussion and we, no one's crucifying anybody and no one was making Sherry pie. Like nothing about the interview was, Oh wow. She's vindicated in any way, shape or form. Okay. I I trust you and I trust your judgment. And I think fear of not wanting to watch something is, it's just, no, it's, it's happening. It's you participated in RuPaul's drag race. She was, this was a controversy that you weighed in, in that you were a part of Not you weren't a part of it, but you, and now it's on network TV being just discussed before I never understand the people that just jump to Twitter and are already mad. It's like, okay, I don't even like Tamron Hall. I, I will go on record with that. She's not my favorite type of, but she can, she did it fine. And it, and it can happen. There can be a yeah. conversation on TV of something so that you I, watched. So what I don't want this to turn into is the Sherry pie apology tour to where she's open coming come back with open arms that we accept her back with open arms like she should apologize but she should disappear after this i don't think that this should be her being vindicated and you said it's not that so i am i'm here for it then i'm okay with it i'm not actually a big fan of it but i'm not going to watch that i'm not going to give it any more energy than i than i have to basically okay any comments you want to we should read real quick and finally <laughs> Jen says she's nosy, so she wants to actually. <laughs> Silas agrees with you, and he says he's glad that fi- someone finally touched on it. So, I mean, me too. I am too. It was a hot topic. It was. It was. It was. I it was agree- to me, it was kind of a full circle because if you watch, for those of us that watch that season of RuPaul's Drag Race or just watch RuPaul's Drag Race and knew the story. When that happened, it was somewhat... It was sh- a big deal. It was a yeah. big deal. And to see that in that note that they would put on every single episode... It was on episode, every episode, yeah. And the note being, for people that don't know, was FYI, there's a, there's a contestant that is no longer going to be shown on the show you know a a disclaimer note let's just say that a disclaimer note that had we had to see every single time and every so often if you'd be watching the show you could see sherry pie in the background for those episodes that followed and to me this was kind of full circle in a lot of ways i'm not sure if that's what silas is saying but it was full circle because it was almost like it came and went and 
when you're invested in a show like RuPaul's Drag Race week after week, and it's drama already, and then this is major drama in real life, to just be like, okay, well, yeah, I don't want anything. No, I wanted to see the Tamron Hall show to see, okay. to wrap, I needed to wrap this up for in my mind. It was, ne- to unlike you, Cody, it was, and to the people that were all like, eh, like on their Twitter, it's like, <laughs> people. I wasn't come, on Twitter, just I, so like, you know. But I was the- reading it. Calm the fuck down, y'all. It's you like she's a journalist, and I want this wrapped up in my head. And I'm in, I'm all about media, and I was here for that interview. I was go- at 10 a.m. I was watching it. It's not <laughs> anything that I needed to see to, to to wrap anything up. To me, she's she's canceled. She doesn't really. Well, it's part of what I do on this show. I have to, and I made you even yeah. talk about it. If you, I mean, if we, if you would ask me to watch it, I would have watched it just for I did the not, purposes. And for the record, so I appreciate did, you. I would never make you do what you don't want to do. Absolutely, but thanks so. for playing on that. And Jen says, <laughs> in light, oh yes, can you read that? Because that's what yes. they they wrote so, on there. Thanks, Jen. They wrote in light of recent developments. Wait, wait, wait. Just let's. Let's preface this. Remember, I was talking about you would get a, a note every single time you tune in. This is what you would read as you're invested in season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race. Go yes. ahead. In, in light of recent developments in Sherry Pie's statement, Sherry Pie has been disqualified from RuPaul's Drag Race. And I think now you're going to when- tell me that you're not going to want to know what the inside details was and get her... Su- just hear I, her out. Well, I would rather I hear from the victims. I and would the rather hear from Tamar the victims. Hall did, and I can't believe I'm defending <laughs> Tamar Hall. And and Jennifer and Silas too, because all of y'all are nosy. <laughs> we, yeah, I'm a Wendy Williams fan, and I need the dirt, okay. <laughs> or at least to make up my mind. Um, there's a whole nother story that we were going to continue on with. I don't think we have time, Cody. Do we or? No, we, right. Can we get into it really quick? Real quick. It's okay. a it reminded me of this story and I'm just going to let's just get into it. It's fired director Chichi LaRue or as she says Chichi LaRue. Um recently a model Poppy Suave lied about she says Chichi LaRue says that Poppy Suave lied about sexual assault to get attention and blames the performer to get ahead with his career. Well, last June, just to get you guys all up to speed, Poppy Suave is a um, porn star, came forward with his story of being sexually assaulted by a drunken Chichi LaRue during production of a film. And the incident took place in LaRue's hotel room where LaRue told Suave he would, quote, make him a star before LaRue forcefully shoved his hands down the model's pants, according to Suave. Well, one week after the accusations were made against him, LaRue, who as Suave's director, was effectively his boss on the production, admitted he... So LaRue admitted to drinking excessively and sexually harassing Suave in the hotel room. He admitted that. That's a clincher for me. (laughs) So that's that part. So now... I think I'm just going to paraphrase because I know the rest of the story. So I'm okay. just going to paraphrase the rest of the story. So essentially, LaRue admitted to that and now was dropped from his studio where he was a director and making films and being booked as a drag queen. I guess he does that as well. And now 
has gone on Instagram Live recently and tried to change the story, even though he already admitted that he yeah. was drunk and did that and is accusing Suave of making the whole thing up. And to put a button on the, and I hate that saying, I don't know why I said that, but to put a button on the end of that story, <laughs> to put a condom on the end of that story. Is, yes. LaRue is essentially saying that he's out of work and can't get a job and boo-hoo-hoo me is essentially where the story is going. You get it, I'm sure, by... Did I tell the story okay in a nutshell? You told it wonderfully. I okay. I, oh. I got everything I needed. Let's discuss. So Let's discuss. When is it okay when a white, gay... And albeit it's in our community, but... Yeah. This person, LaRue, this isn't the first time he's been accused of crossing a line sexually as it's so only now, to quote uh, Silas, it's like Harvey Weinstein, Harvina Weinstein, as Silas said, <laughs> that there's so much in our community that there's predators, even when they are in the LGBT community. It's sad and unfortunate, but... I you can't admit to something, Cody, that you and did. I got drunk and I did this, and then come back around and say, "But my career's like in jeopardy now, and I'm gonna. Am I gonna have to?" And he says in the article, I think you read it too. Am I gonna have yeah, to work at Cos I Costco? I think he said or Starbucks. That sent me. That sent me so far. I was like, "Oh, she's above it." I, after and I thought. <laughs> If you're lucky, you would get a job at Costco or Starbucks. And I don't think they're going to want your nasty ass over there. Oh, man. Thought? I could not believe. I went into it, like, impartial. Because I didn't have any idea what was going Popeyes on when you sent me this story. <laughs> Popeye's hiring. No, honey. She, she looked like she can't cook. Okay. No. I love, I love a good tarjay. And I don't want... Shishi LaRue over at my charge. Sorry. No. So neither one. Keep that ooh, keep that bitch in the basement. All right. Um, so I went into it impartial. I didn't know what was going on. But after you sent me the story, I was like, did she she admitted to it basically and then came back around and is complaining about not being able to get a job, not being able to get hired. Like you did this to yourself. It, you know? Instead of doing the work. And work takes a lot of time and taking this year to fess up to here. You can't admit to wronging that Papi Suave mm -hmm. and what an insult to him I to know. basically admit that, yeah, I did this to you and then accuse him, an ethnic person. I'm just going to go there and say it, that I already admitted that I did this to you, Yeah, but now... Months have gone by, and I'm not getting any work. And, oh, well, I retract I'm going that to now backtrack. because yeah. my work is now being affected by that. And now, you, whatever I said, no, and no, you're, you made all this up. Fuck yeah, off. And it, I know. Is it's she? so horrible. And it also makes Fuck me think up. about, in the world of porn, like, how often does something like this happen and nobody reports it? Much more than you and I are, are, could have time to talk about this, yeah. Jen. Um, you're better off find a spot. Um, well, yes, not on the 405 exit, not on the 405. 
but you can't i love your other comment you can't be a victim and a perpetrator in the same instance yes preach exactly and i think that's what this whole story said to me too is you know just to kind of tie in the sherry pie thing and feel how you want about sherry pie being interviewed on the tamron hall show there was nothing and i invite anyone if you're really curious to disagree with me watch the interview it doesn't say a whole lot so i'm just going to say that but nothing about it says she is trying to that she says she's barely scrapped uh, scraped the surface of the work that she needs to do or he needs to do and nothing was other than acknowledgement of what he did and but but not looking for an apology either. Yeah. Okay. So I, I believe you. I'm it. not going to watch it. I don't need it. You don't have to. But yeah. on the other hand, but I'm just saying at least admitting and basking and having to sit on a screen where Cameron was not vindicating him at all, sitting in this is where we're at. This is where I'm at. I have so much work to do i am mm -hmm. sorry okay just sit with that as opposed to shishi on the other hand i was just going to ask you changing you the story when finally page the coin isn't coming in anymore and now is changing the story vindictively so i do in some ways give sherry pie at least a little credit for you know hey this is where i'm at but it's not changing anything. I don't think she's getting hired or anything, but I do think it's so insidious to then on the Shishi LaRue side to when you figure out you're not making a coin to demonize the person that you had already admitted that you and had retract. victimized. Yes. Yeah. I guess only time will tell as far as what will happen with these two. And we'll see if they are victim. Uh, they're okay in the in the eyes of the community or what happens with them all right jen yes record it i want to hear from you next week we will have a little segment where i want to hear what your thoughts on this just two different types of predators yep silas they are we kind of just merged <laughs> thought it was kind of relevant that they kind of came in the news at the same time but totally different mm -hmm. types of predators um burn them all <laughs> send them to texas <laughs> oh our thoughts and prayers though to people in texas right now for sure and i want to thank um everybody for watching and thank you cody maurice doggett thank you uh, absolutely you can follow cody at mr maurice i love saying that m-i-s-t-a-h maurice and what's your other instagram kmd coaching for my coaching business. AMD Coaching for yes, his coaching. We love you, Jen. We love you, Silas. We love everybody that tuned in, Teddy, and Greg. so much, Greg, and everybody else. Um, follow love you us. Guys. Follow us at Tags Podcast. And in the meantime, wear your mask. Keep it real, but keep it sexy, and we'll talk to you soon.